Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. It is another Wednesday. We are here doing Action Movie Anatomy for you. We are so excited to talk about the archetypal original sports hero film, Rocky. We're in the house to break it down for you guys. We'll see you in just one quick second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Oh, it's so weird to not have this song. Oh, there we go. Oh, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. We're back in the house. This is awesome. Yeah, this is intense. I, like, don't know how to act because we have a different intro song. That's the first time we haven't had Still Dre and who knows. And we've got... Yes, celebrity himself. A celebrity here. guest in the house. Before we even get to ourselves, we're just gonna we are gonna introduce Kevin Undergaro. By the way, guys, Kevin Undergaro founded this place. Yep. The uh, this is his network. He owns Popcorn Talk. This is Ke- I mean Kevin. But my favorite film is Rocky. It is your, that's it why is. you're here. His yes. favorite film. Had to. All time, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to always say what your favorite film is because we all have different yep. genres. Of course. But, okay, gun to my head, Rocky. Yeah, right. Because we tried to have you on for Count of Monte Cristo because it's pretty high for you too, right? Very high. I love yeah. Count of Monte Cristo. That's love. a good one. Yeah. All right, guys. This is Action Movie and Adam. We have Kevin Undergaro in the house. We talk action movies here on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie-related and pop culture by the bucketful. I am merely your host, Ben Bateman, joined today by Mr. Andrew Guy. <laughs> Let's get a boxing intro today. What's up, everybody? I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have Kevin here. Kevin's the reason that this show exists. Yeah. He he believed in us three years ago, 160 episodes ago. 20 million views, by the way, ago. I just looked last night. We did it. Um, Can we lay claim? Are you guys Schmodown champions or no? Uh, (laughs) Champions, uh, we have won matches in our lives. Champions of the people. (laughs) People's champions. Yeah, our last. When do we get the title? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Our last team match, we had an unfortunate loss. We did. Uh, that story you'll hear a bit more about on the show because it, re- you know, it's uh, Apollo Creed. That's who we wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Drew is playing an event actually this weekend, a massive event. So he's got the match of his life and under under a match, which is why we're doing Rocky this week, is because I'm I'm Rocky. This this coming this week against Dan Murrow, who is officially the goat, the greatest pound for pound fighter of all time ever. Yeah. 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 So that's. Uh, there's a lot of talk, you know. He's ba- I mean, if, effectively in the narrative that is Schmodown, uh, he is the hometown fighter who has no chance. Yeah, that's basically exactly. what the world is talking about right and now. And as Rocky so. would say, he's a, he's a perfect fighter. Yeah, no one could beat him. No one could beat him. <laughs> so we've got a little string attached to his ankles everywhere he goes now. Yep, he's trying yep. to. Yeah, <laughs> he's really working on it. He's working on it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, guys, we are talking Rocky today. This is an exciting movie to talk about. You know, the the funny thing is, the action movies on this show adhere to four basic rules. Now, we break these rules a lot now. We didn't yeah. use to as much. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. I mean, he takes on Apollo Creed. I'd say that's planned by his own rules to some degree. Yeah, I mean, Rocky always plays by his own rules. Right. Right? He doesn't, yeah, he's like, oh, you want me to break his thumbs? No way I'm going to break his thumbs because I'm a good dude. He plays by his own rules. Well, even even in the fight, right? you know, makes us stay down. Yep. Yeah. And he gets up. So 100%. he does. He does. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you in the room. I mean... Apollo's definitely the smartest. Yeah. He is by far. He's got the villain. He's set up this master plan to make himself look like a god. Yeah. It does backfire on him a little bit. No, but Rocky's the smartest because yeah. he he outsmarts him. I yeah. mean, the fact that he was who he was and went the distance yeah. with him. Yep. So I think, no, in this, Rocky was smarter. 
Okay, that's and, fair. You know, he had smart people around him with Mick, but yeah. ultimately, <laughs> we'll stretch it. I'm willing to stretch it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, why can't they both be the smartest people? That's the point. Rule number three: the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Now, when we say mm. political, means they could either be the man or work for the man. So they could be an MTA officer in the Taking Pelham One Two Three, perhaps. Fortunately, in this film, he uh, he's he just represents Philly. He just represents Philly. That's right. it. The city of brotherly love. City of brotherly love, but he is not. A, uh, a police, military, or political figure. And the final is that there is a minimum of one explosion in the film. There's an explosion of raw eggs on his shirt. An explosion of emotion <laughs> throughout. Oh, yeah. A very I, good one. I think one of his vocal cords might explode when he yells Adrian. Yeah. How fired up does it get you when he's doing that at the end? I cried. Me too. I, legi- I legitimately cried. Yeah, he's. it's so emotional. It's such an emotional moment. All he doesn't care, he's just screaming her name. And actually, when she's screaming Rocky, it almost gets me more. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I start tearing up when you see... Apollo come out and he's just like he just can't believe it he, has he just be- shakes his head he's like I can't believe this guy's gonna come back out on the 14th I got round. one more round in yeah. me yeah. and he just gives him that look like damn alright here and, we go oh and how much do you well okay we're gonna get and to by the way as his hands are up yeah. in the air yeah, yeah. 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 he's yeah. celebrating yeah this is gonna be so good alright there's a lot to cover so guys coming up today on the show we have a bunch of fun stuff going on we have all of your favorite segments thesis statement fist pump moment favorite line we are gonna be having a discussion of recast because Recasting a classic sports movie like this is kind of hard, but we will get to recast as well as some of your action movie anatomy questions coming up on the show. A quick shout out to brand new patrons of the Team Action Patron, which we'll yes. get to in a second. Brian Chandler and Brandon Hanna. We support you guys supporting the Patreon. And finally, we salute you. All right, guys, we are going to get into the show. And before we do, I want to cue the trailer, 1976 trailer. For Rocky. Is this what the is this? oldest trailer we're covering on the show? We have never done a movie before 76. Star yeah. Wars at 77 was the oldest we'd ever done. Wow. I feel like they could do it with this, though. Like, a sports movie feels like the right genre. Yeah, maybe. Apollo Creed does. And he's going to prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title. And that unknown is you. It's the chance of a lifetime. You can't pass it by. His name is Rocky. His whole life was a million to one shot. Oh, man. He says to me, you weren't born much of a brain, you know, so uh, you better start using your body, right? So I've become a fighter. Time, kid. Let's go. Wrong mother, she said. Said you weren't born much of a body, so you better develop your brain. She's phenomenal. So good. Yeah, she's so good. You know, I've been coming in for six years. In six years, you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know how come. He's great, too. You know, four... Acting nominations. Uh, he what? You Four acting nominations in this movie. No, you're looking very great today, you know that? And if you don't watch out, you're going to end up dying alone. Well, one director and picture. But, uh, yeah, and four <laughs> acting nominations. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't see no crowd around you, need. Wish me luck, I'm going to need it. I'm 51 underdog, living a Cinderella story. I think we make a real sharp couple of coconuts. I'm done with your shot. What is this? imagination's all over the world. What's the problem? You don't like me? Some weird intercutting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're noticing, this was a very low-budget film. It yeah. was it was yeah. a B movie. It was not expected to do what bucks. it did. Yeah. And you can see, but they didn't have the expectations at all. No. Oh, and and you can see the way this is edited. It's a very poorly edited trailer. Yep. A voiceover guy. If they knew what this was going to be, this would not be edited this way. Yeah, you I mean, wouldn't have a voiceover guy. It would be far different. Mid '70s trailers are already pretty bad, but like this is a particularly disjointed yeah. one. 
But if you check out um, a movie that they knew was yeah. going to be big, you'd see a difference. Well, even just, I'll bet you if we watch the trailer for Rocky 2, it's way better than this. Yeah. Even just. And 100%. That's, and that's just only three years later, so. Right. That's what I've been doing with Drew all weekend. Yeah, we've just, been just hitting him in the stomach. Nineteen seventy-six. I mean, even including the credits in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, which I think what is really hell? weird. They had the actual star. Well, it's said because also it was, star. But that's what I mean. But they didn't have any money. It was just cheap. Yeah, you know, you, did, you know, wasn't taking the footage and cutting it together properly. It's funny too that United Artists. This is before they got bankrupted by Heaven's Gate five years later. Yeah. Do you know the history of United Artists? Uh, it was a bunch. It was started by Fairbanks, what? Chaplin, and Mary Pickford. Right, they were the United Artists back in the twenties. They were whatever it was. They were like, "Hey, we're tired of this system telling us what to do. Let's start our own thing." Yeah, and in the seventies, very they, far ahead of the curve, they gave a bunch of opportunity to sweet directors, and then uh, Jamino bankrupted them with Heaven's Gate. Right, they literally, yeah. yeah, they lost all their money. Um, that's, though that movie is underrated. But uh, all right, let's continue into the show, guys. That was the trailer for Rocky Best Picture, nineteen seventy six. We're going to do our very first segment of the show. You guys that watch the show, you know this. This is called thesis statement. It is your biggest, boldest thought about the film. This is the greatest. This the only. This the first. The last should never be. My favorite scene is this. Uh, should be the thing you want to talk about when this movie comes up at a party. So I'm going to jump in first. Yeah. I've shared mine with you guys before the show started, and I was thinking about this a lot. Uh, this is the most important sports movie ever made. It is the it is the architect of what became the sports genre. The whole idea of training montages, the entire idea of like the inspirational speech, all of it, just even the whole concept of going the distance but not winning being good enough of an ending. Soundtrack. Soundtrack, all of it. I mean, there's so much about it. The underdog story, you know, there had been films, you know, somebody up there likes me or there had been sports films like The Hustler or something like that. Yeah. It's just different, totally different. Uh, I, I throw it to you, Longest Yard. Yeah, right. 73 was a great sports movie that holds up today. Um, and then Bad News Bears came out a few months before this. Yeah. But I agree, still not quite rocky. This, I mean, this was the first sports movie to ever win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. This became the definition of what sports movies were. And it's interesting to watch this. Uh, and then to think about, obviously, this whole franchise, other sports films, because it's kind of a spoofed genre now. Like, it's you can make a really low-quality kid sports movie, and it's like, all the beats are there. But the beats are from this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, it almost feels like every single sports movie now is like it comes out of this cookie-cutter formula. That right. It has to follow these things, and the guy has to be this, and there has to be the great wife, and the support yeah, right. of this, and the bad guy that's this. You know, it's like there's all these things. And it's not that we don't like those things. Yeah. It's just that this movie created all of those cliches. Well, you have, I think the fascinating part there is, you know, we all three of us are enormous fans of the movie Warrior. We all love it. And right. uh, we had Gavin and Anthony on the show a couple years ago talking about that movie. When that movie came out, the big review of it was this is such a smorgasbord of sports movies cliches. It's just all the cliches, but it works, right? Yeah. They're only cliches because they've been done before. You can still make a classic by using the same beats. That movie is a classic, in my opinion, and it uses all the same beats. The mm -hmm. unbeatable fighter, the, the underdog, the alcoholic father, right? Like, all of it. But it's funny, you really have this in Bad News Bears. Do you guys are familiar with the original one? I, I mean, I have seen the original Bad News Bears. But, but like, you have a lot of these beats. You have a, you have a training montage. You have yeah. them getting better over time. And then, of course, the big game at the end that they come close to winning, ultimately lose. Right. But the alcoholic coach... You know, so it's it's interesting. But and and the the score, the the theme, the the score from Carmen. Yeah. The you know, which is a very familiar tune, plays throughout that. So just, well, maybe I have to watch it. Maybe I'll revise yeah. it. But as it stands, well, now, we only beat it by a few months. I yeah. mean, it's a few months, and and again, it didn't hold up over time like Rocky. Yeah. 
But I mean, how many sports movies do? But uh, that is my thesis statement. So I'm going to throw to one of you guys, whoever wants to jump in with yours, uh, for the next thesis statement. You want to hop in? Uh, sure. So I didn't know how to do this, so I had to write yeah, it down. Yeah, first time. Write so I'd say, other than Godfather, I don't know of a movie that has held up over time any better than Rocky. And like Godfather, Rocky lives on not only in pop culture, but also in terms of inspiring others globally. But where Godfather most often seems to inspire alpha males and alpha male wannabes to gain power, often ruthlessly, and to use it to overpower and conquer, Rocky inspires, inspires the downtrodden and the underdog to better themselves by more ethical means. So I think it's the ultimate underdog movie that I just continues to always inspire. I know many athletes who go to this movie. Right. I mean, Tyson used to watch them before fights to get right. pumped up. I mean, so that's what I think. I think that uh, it really resonates into people's... I think it's like a bit of a religion, to be honest. Well, it's so crazy with these sports movies. There's so many of them, like Miracle and Hoosiers and Rudy and Rocky, that you watch to make you feel like yes. you can yeah. do it. Yeah. I yeah. can yeah. do whatever yeah. today yeah. Yeah. is going to right. bring on to me. And it's true, Rocky is the epitome of that feeling, and it, and it is interesting that you bring up The Godfather, because one of the fans was talking about like ranking franchises, and like obviously The Godfather is, is usually ranked as the number yeah. one franchise of all time, but <clears throat> it is so interesting that you put that it's like, it inspires alpha male and alpha male wannabes to, to take oh. power ruthlessly, as opposed Even to... Even in Hollywood, you know how many times the guys quote that? Yeah, oh, yeah, like, of you, course. Executives, that, you know, and you know. Scarface gets quoted. Oh, shit, yeah, like, and it's like, on, you know man. what? It's really, uh, you know, guys, it, it's a, they're amazing films. I love Garfield, but do we really want to inspire people to go hurt other people and overpower them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I love that. Whereas it's, Rocky doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's a yeah. good point you make. You kind of actually had your thesis and explanation written back to back, which is cool. We never actually write our explanations, uh, but I think everything you said is... If I could communicate my thoughts that concisely, yeah. I'd probably be better off and probably have a shorter show. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm going to hop in with mine, and it's interesting because we talked about it with these other movies and, and stuff, but I believe truly that Rocky has the greatest use of a MacGuffin ever in a film, mm-hmm. which is who wins. Yeah, right. No one cares who wins at the end of it. Like, it's said in the background as he's hugging Talia Shire, and your winner is Apollo, and no one gives a shit. No. And I, no. I could not be more pleased yeah because i know that he doesn't win yeah i've seen this movie before it's been out for 40 years you know what i mean but like in the the way in which he doesn't win and the fact that you as a fan you're teared up you're inspired yeah you don't care that he hasn't beaten apollo creed and you wanted him to win we all wanted him to win right but then when it actually happens when that moment actually passes you don't care and I feel, and you know, I, I need to revisit Bad News Bears and, and other movies, but what I, I've seen in sports movies a lot of the time when the team that you really want, your team, when they lose, you feel like something's kind of been taken away from you. You feel like you kind yeah. of got beaten by the movie a yeah. little bit, the system. You got cheated. But with this, it happens, you're like, I don't care. He did it. He did everything he was supposed to do. He lived up to what he wanted. All he wanted to do was go 15. And he, he says, did no it. one's ever gone the distance with Apollo. No one's ever even knocked him down. Yeah. You know, and I love that no one's ever knocked down Pretty Ricky Conlon either in yeah. Creed. You know, I just love these things. So for me, I think it's just the greatest use of a MacGuffin ever in a film, especially in a sports movie. It's set up so well. I, yeah, I love it all, man. I love it. I, lo- I, love, I love the setup. I love each of the beats that they give you early in the movie. Um, you get so many movies that come out these days, these like dark dramas. They're, they're just like punctuated by these like ambiguous, moody scenes where you're like, What's he thinking? What's he feeling? You know, right. what's the point of this? How's this? Whereas, like, this movie is just like 
Like, oh, he's never been treated well by this guy. And he's like, why you, you, you never give me a shot all this time? He's like, that's exactly how he feels. He's yelling it in the yeah. middle of a gym. Yeah. And he's saying, this is exactly what you did. Scene over. You know exactly the whole backstory. There's nothing weird. Yeah, there's no cryptic. flirting or, or beating around the bush. It's just straightforward writing. And maybe that is a testament to him, the fact that he wrote it in three days and that it was one of the first things he's ever written. Yeah. But maybe that bit... Of, uh, of of being a novice makes it that much more authentic. Maybe, yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, he's young. He's 29 when he's shooting this movie. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. He's crazy. crazy. So, uh, all right, guys. Those are the thesis statements here on AMA. We're going to continue through the show to a very fun segment of the show. This is Fist Pump Moment. This is the moment in the show. If you guys have watched or listened, you know what I'm about to say. You're watching the movie. Something happens. You look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? This is so awesome. I get to watch the rest of this movie. Usually in our case, because we don't get to watch them anymore Pick up together. Phone, you're like, okay, you're yeah. okay, stop what you're doing. Go to Rocky. 27 minutes, 36 seconds in. I'm Check having dinner out. right now. I can't I do it right now. Yeah. All right, all right. I don't I'll care what you're doing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like usually, that's the Fist Pump Moment. You get hyped. You get absolutely hyped. And this movie, oof, does it have some Fist Pump Moments, man? Oh, it has so many. Uh... Let's let's hop in with Kev's. It's his favorite movie of all time. What is the one moment in this film that when it happens, you're just like, ah! well, well, two has more fist pump moments to me. Okay, okay, interesting. But this one is a weird fist pump moment, yeah. and maybe it's because I'm old. Yeah, it's hey, we the have scene, weird ones, man. It's the scene after Rocky's done yelling at Mick. Yeah, uh, when Mick offers his services as manager, yeah. and Rocky rejects him, mm-hmm. and he, the following scene, you see Rocky chase him down the street. And there's no dialogue, just very little music, almost silent. But you see them talk a little, then hug. And he like as he walks away, and then and then Rocky walks away and points at him. And to me, it's just the beauty of that character, yeah, of forgiveness, you know. And and he needed to get that out of his system for Mick. Yeah. So Mick was a shit to him, but he was also a shit in his own life, being a leg breaker and not focusing. Yeah. I can see why a trainer wouldn't want to train him. I just thought it was beautiful because, again, it wasn't about conquering. Yeah. So much. It was it was the, all those inner demons and those things inside. And I don't know, there's just such a good character there. So I just always thought that was such a moment that as I'm older, when I was a kid and saw it, no, yeah. as an older person seeing that, I was like, oh, that's amazing. Well, because that's also like, um, it's probably, he, he, got, he obviously got nominated for an Oscar for this movie. And I think that scene before that is probably the scene that he gets nominated for. Because he has to exercise a lot of rage. There's a lot oh, of complexity. Not Polly. In that. You like my life. Uh, both of them. But I was my life say, stinks. Stallone, that scene. My life yeah. stinks when he's yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good scene. He's one man acting. He's communicating a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a great scene. That's a good point. Um, you know, I think for me, my fist bump moment with this movie has to be. Well, there's a couple. So there's. I love the moment when uh, 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 Apollo's trainer is Butch, right? Is that his name? Not Butch. What's no, his name? Mickey? Duke. He, no, they oh, actually changed his name. It's, Duke. It's, it's, it's Tony. You hear him, uh, Apollo call him Tony, in yeah. the, in the, I think, in the second film. And then as it goes on, they to the other franchises, they call him Duke. Duke. The other pictures. They I call love, him Duke. But, yeah. yeah. I love when Duke's watching the cliff on TV. And he's like, and he sees him hitting the meat. Oh, and you see yeah. that look in his eye. Yes. Oh, that guy. Yeah, it's And he's great, like, yeah. you see yes. that look in his eye? And it's the classic sports thing where you're like, you're underestimating this guy. Yeah. This guy's smart enough to know because he's the trainer. You gotta come look at him, Chad. You gotta come yeah. look at him. He's like, what's he say? He's like, this guy, this this guy's no joke. He's like, I'm no he joke means, either. No, he means business. Yeah, he means he business. Means, I mean business too. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh man, this yeah, is gonna be right. good. That so is awesome. Good. This is gonna be a real fight. Do you wanna hear a fun story about him? Yeah. That yeah. actor. So, um, and this is from Sly himself. Okay. Uh, that when they were doing Balboa, Rocky Balboa, he had to tell all the extras and the actors in the ring, like, listen, this guy's method. Yeah. He's like, so he, when he gets in that ring, and, and, you know, like, where there's a chaos and they have to pull everyone apart, yeah, he's going to start throwing people. And if you see it, it's sloppy. I think he falls down. Like, he's, he's like, he's that guy. And so 
when he was screaming at me in Rocky Four. Yeah. And, you know, uh, all those amazing moments. Yeah. He was like, you know, no, he's like just, it's Fully all in, in him. It. Full, full, method, full in. Some of the best moments in the entire franchise. He does. He really does. Right? Go to damn, go to damn, yeah. Yeah. Like, There's so <laughs> many great <laughs> moments from well, him. What about even Rocky Balboa? You know, yeah. so, you know, your, your legs are gone. You know, he basically yeah. does that speech before the yeah, right. workout. We're going to rely on cast iron horsepower. You know, yeah, like, right. I haven't seen that one in a while. We're going to hit this man yeah. so his ancestors feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love that moment, though, just when he's watching. Because I also love that you hear Apollo. I mean, business, too. Because it's yeah. just so Apollo Creed yeah, to say he that. Just, he's unstop, unflappable. Yeah. I love him. He's uh, the best. Another sly inside thing? Yeah, what do you got? Is that uh, he really he wishes he didn't kill Apollo in the movie. Really? Oh, really? He wishes he put him in a wheelchair or something because he just he misses his work so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he's even as he's worked with the new movies and the new fighters, he also misses what an athlete he was. Right. He's like I really underestimated what a great boxer he was and a great athlete. And he said, Mr. T when Mr. T would take shots, he, yeah. he didn't know how to sell. Yeah. You know so his head bobs just back a little bit in Rocky yeah. 3. Right. But He's like with with Carl Weathers. He knew how to really sell yeah. the pain and the suffering and the anguish. But he was a great act. He was a great athlete. He moved around, unbelievable. He's like just all those things. And he's like, when I did Creed, he's like, and we even got back from shooting the new one. It's just tough. It's not the same. He's like he was that gifted. When we had, and, uh, Jason, he said, I regret that I killed him. When we had Jason Smith from Fox Sports Radio in here for Rocky Four, uh, you know, his thesis statement was that uh, Carl Weathers is the greatest athlete turned actor of all time. Uh, he wow. and I, I think it was pro athlete because The Rock is a uh, yeah college college athlete. athlete. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like he really he really kicks ass in the few roles that he was known for. He's just so excellent. Good. Oh yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, and, and he's he's got that movie star charisma that we always talk about. Love you it. love to watch him perform. Yeah, such a huge fan. So, uh, all right, what's your what's your uh, thesis statement? Or uh, your, your fist. So my fist pump moment is it's that moment, and I. I talked about it a little bit already, but it's when he comes out of the tunnel. Yeah, it's when uh, or when she comes out of the tunnel, when Creed walks up, and it's it's the same as in Warrior. It's that moment where the you know the hands up and the head shake, and you just can't believe it. I can't believe there's one more round. Yeah. How are you still here? I love that Duke's like you're bleeding internally. I gotta yeah. I gotta throw the towel. You know he's like he's stop stopping this nothing. Fight. Yeah, he's both, stopping nothing, man. He's stopping nothing. They're both dying. Yeah. They're literally both dying. Yeah. They got another round, and for me that. That's that's just my favorite moment in, in sports movies. Is that moment of tenacity when it's just like this is what separates the men from the boys. Right. This is what makes you a champion. This is what makes you Rocky. This is what makes you Creed. Yeah, and it's that moment. And it's, you're right. That long shot of Talia Shire coming out and she just lowers her head. It's in a long yeah. shot where she's like, "Oh Jesus, what the hell is going on it's here?" The, it's the Nolte Warrior shot. It he is. comes out of the tunnel and he yes. sees the brothers and he gives them uh, the nod. That nod, like you got to do it. Yeah. Oh, that that one's another I mean, killer movie. That's one, one of my one of my top time. five movies. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's Warrior. my fifth favorite movie ever. We like Drew and I never get to hang out anymore, really, unless we're doing work. Uh, and so the other night, finally, we shot like four shows or something, and we we're like, let's get drunk and watch Warrior. Yep, it's been a long time. So good, and that it was, was a great time. Oh man, we have a moment in like thing we're recording where I'm like, we should get drunk and watch Warrior. We're all like, yes, yeah, it's it's like kids like, at a candy shop. It's like very on camera. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was exciting. But uh, all right, guys, those are some good fist pumps. Share your fist pump moments in the chat below, and of course, you know, if you want to follow along and tweet at us, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media. Drew, where can the folks find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy. And Kevin, where can people find you? At Undergaro. Yeah, if you guys want to follow along with your thoughts there, be sure to tweet at us. Um, we have a few other shout-outs I want to get to real quick before we get to Star Profiles. 
We have a Facebook fan group that was started by some wonderful generals, uh, supporters of the Action Army. Uh, and if you guys can find that on Facebook, uh, facebook.com. Does it even have a Yeah, name just or? go to Facebook, type in Action Movie Anatomy fan page. You'll be able to find it that way. And we also have an Action Army fan page, which is dedicated to our Schmodown personas. We've been posting videos recently. Ben just did a, an interview last week yes, about his, uh, his match. My match against Scott Mance. And it was a hell of a match. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a whole interview you guys can find there, so go check that out on the Facebook fan groups. Uh, let's get into star profiles, guys. Where were these guys at in their career? We made this movie. We decided to focus, obviously, on Sly and Talia Shire, because she she is truly the second star of this movie. She really is. Like As much as you want to say it's Creed when you walk away, when you go and you watch this movie, she really, really ties it together. Yeah, she clearly is. Her the and other. Polly. Yeah. So, Sly, this is interesting. You know, this is real early on. There's a lot that's been written about sort of his story and... You know, having written this movie and what you know, obviously what happened to his career after he launched this and First Blood within five years of each other mm-hmm. and had two of the most successful. I think we said eighty five, right? That's Rocky Four and First Blood Part Two the same year. Yeah, he made like seven hundred million dollars or something like that in two movies back in the eighties. In the eighties, <laughs> yeah, it's an insane amount of money. He could buy you a lot of Nikes back then. So he, um, this is obviously very early in his career. He has small roles to this point, and he's just. He's just coming up, and you watch yeah. Creed, and, you, and you're like, "Wow, like this is this is the full breadth of a movie star. It's one of the biggest movie stars of all time, and this is the first moment the world really gets to know who he is." Yeah, and it's interesting if you if you go and you flash forward forty years and you think about Michael B. Jordan's career and, and where he was at in his, and it's like, uh, honestly, it's it's kind of doing the exact same thing for both of them. You know, yeah. he'd been in Fruitvale, but I, you know, I haven't even seen Fruitvale. Yeah, right. I know it's a good movie. I saw Fruitvale. Whereas, like, Fruitvale, yeah, yeah, and I've, I've heard it's great, and Coogler did a good job, and so did Michael B. Jordan. But if you look at it. After Rocky happened, after Creed happened, their yeah, careers right. went astronomically through the roof. Yeah, Michael B. is like, it's funny, too, because they had tried with him, and he had acted a lot. He'd been in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Everything from Friday Night Lights to The Wire, but, like, the difference, and even Fantastic Four, but that movie was a flop. Yeah. But the difference between all those franchises and movies and the one hit that is Creed, him jumping around with his shirt off looking like a full-grown adult, being that he is, he is a global movie star now. Yeah. And it's he's never looking back. And so, so if you look at uh, Stallone and his career, he did Capone in 75. He does Death Race 2000 in 75 as well. And he also does Farewell, My Lovely in 75. So he's working, but he's not really, he's not a star by no. any means. I've never seen any of those three movies. No, I've only heard of Farewell, My Lovely. Or I mean, I've heard of them all. I, I think I might have actually seen part of Death Race 2000. Yeah. I've seen Capone. It was... It's no yeah, good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then you look at Talia Shire, who was actually doing okay for herself. She did The Outside Man in 1972, Maxie in 73, and then she was in The Godfather Part 2 in 74. She's a good part of The Godfather Part 2. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big role. She's she plays the wife, one, right? She's in Part yeah, 1 Yeah, well. yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's huge. She's got a... Yeah, she's, she's huge she's in both huge. movies, but I mean, I guess her well, big... She, her lineage is, you know, she's from the Coppola family. Right. So, yeah. You know. yeah, and she's got, uh, you know, some big emotional scenes in Part 2, and then... I guess she takes a year off before she does this movie. So she's she's interestingly enough, she might she might have been the biggest star in this movie when it got made. I'm trying to think of Burgess Meredith. Yeah. yeah. Burgess Meredith. Um never mind. Someone yeah. else more inside information I shouldn't give. Maybe you should <laughs> <laughs> save that one. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it's interesting. You look at both of them and their careers and, and yeah, I think Talia Shire is actually probably the most famous person in this. Even no, though I think Burgess was. Oh, what? Burgess, yeah. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. But then again, I mean, Godfather, right? That's what I was going to say. than Godfather. But, but Best Picture, Burgess, 74. Burgess, but Burgess Meredith had been around for uh, forever. A long time. Right? He yeah. had done a ton of work. 
and, and I think that leads perfectly in our production development section where we're talking about Stallone being cast in this movie. So Stallone wrote this movie in three days. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the great things about this. Is he wrote it in three days, and then it, um, he was kind of inspired by the Muhammad Ali-Chuck Wepner match. Now, he he denies that he took Wepner as a, as a straight, like, cut out for Rocky. Yeah. Uh, but they ended up settling out of court later on for an undisclosed amount. Who cares whether he took it or not? Doesn't matter. He also has been saying that they took things from Rocky Marciano, Rocky Graziano. He did. But yeah. It, yeah. at the end of the day, um, this is his story, and this is what he wrote for himself. And that's a big part of the production is that everyone wanted to put someone else in this movie. Right. No one wanted Stallone in this movie other than him, and that was his ultimatum. He's like, if you guys are going to buy this movie, I am going to star in it. And that to this day, he says, would have been the biggest regret in his entire career had he put someone else in there. They were talking about uh, Redford and Brando and uh, James Conn, yeah, James Conn, Burt yeah. Reynolds. So there was a lot of people in there. Um, he turned down a million dollars, too. Yeah. And he was living in his car. I they, mean, so, I mean, he was poor. Do you think any of those guys, Kevin, growing up watching those guys, Redford, O'Neill, Reynolds, or Conn, do you think if any of the four nope. of them had ended up this movie nope. would have been? Nope, because they're close. movie stars. Yeah. You need something raw. Yeah, you need, you need someone raw, like that. Raw. He, it's it, you know one of the interesting things about Stallone is that he's almost he gets almost better looking as like four or five years later. It's almost like he's so young and like I don't know. It's like his his eyes are like he like has too big or something. Well, it's himself, it's yeah. also pre Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah. there's no tanning. There's no. Yeah. There's no being on the high protein diet and you yeah. Know what I mean, and then God knows what else. Like they, sure. they were doing in the eighties. So yeah, it was none of that stuff. So it was just you just say. Good-looking guy who just had a, a good body, not an amazing body, but a good body. Because by Rocky Three, his body oh, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The, the, yeah. the oh. slow mo running on the beach with Weathers in the yellow shorts. Well, and, because uh, each of his like his his like quad muscles are like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, because I mean, look at Mr. T. Yeah, he had to look like he'd actually beat him. Yeah, he right. was insane. <laughs> Uh, so then you go into Irvin Winkler and Robert Chardoff, who are the two main producers of this franchise, and um, they were the ones helping Stallone out to get this greenlit. They had to keep it low budget, though. They had to keep it, so they agreed on a million dollars with an additional uh, $100,000 for advertising and things like that. And um, they greenlit it. They did it. They said, okay, fine, you can do it. We're going we're gonna to have you be Rocky in this movie that you wrote, and we're going to have John G. Avildsen direct it. Yeah, so John, you're a big fan of John, right? Avildsen? Yeah, I love this and I love Karate Kid. Yeah, they're the two, his two most famous ones. What's interesting about John G. Avildsen is that a lot of people think about Rocky as the breakout movie for his career. Uh, he had done a movie called Save the Tiger in 1973, which is a Jack Lemmon movie that mm -hmm. Lemmon actually won Best Actor for. And it was nominated for Best Screenplay, a couple different acting awards. It was a big Oscar movie. Yeah, three Oscars mm. it was nominated for. And it's the movie just a few years before Rocky. But obviously, you know, who's ever heard of Save the Tiger at this point? And Never. Yeah, and, and Rocky has lived on. So uh, he had a massive career, but he left the franchise after the first movie, which do you think that was a mistake? Uh, yeah. I mean, but back, back then it was different. Yeah. You know, back then that was the cool thing to do. Back then, the franchise, you didn't have franchises. In the last, yeah, in like the last 10 years, they've all wised up and said, yeah, you know what? Yeah. No, let's keep this going as long as we can. But back then, no, it was different. Cougar I mean, was listen, not doing Creed too. Well, that's, but yeah. he got well for why it was a it was, it was only because he was a um, it was a uh, schedule issue because mm -hmm. he had Black Panther, which is Marvel, and so you knew. So yeah. if I were advising him, I'd yeah. say do Black Panther, do because you've done this already, you did the sports one. But once you get into that Marvel, and yeah. the money for your family is so crazy in the in those franchises. <laughs> so, but he won't. He'll stick with that. 
like yeah. uh, Favor stuck with Iron Man as long as he could. Yeah, you know? or or maybe what they'll do is maybe they'll bring him back for for Creed three and uh, pretty well Bo- later if his schedule yeah the schedule will allow you know maybe Pretty Floyd got out of prison and he'll come fight. But business yeah, wise, I get sweet. it. I get why he did that. I mean, I would too. It's, it's, no, it's no, smart. Yeah. No, and time wise, he could have done both. He may have. But the thing is, it's not like an actor. Now, you you guys, you actors, you know, you show up, you do your job, you go home. Sure. For a director, it's a year, year and a half, two mm-hmm. years, sometimes three years out of your life. Yeah. Between pre production, production, and post. So it, you really have to be careful when you make that decision. And I know many directors who have picked the wrong one and the other one went on to be the big right. money making franchise well especially too if you're like him you're Coogler and you're a young guy so Fruitvale was an indie that people liked and it was very well received and then this movie obviously was a hit or not this movie but Creed you know it was a hit but you have to make that decision it's like you, you don't have unlimited credibility if you make the wrong decision and Creed 2 for whatever reason takes too long or is really bad or something like that who knows if you get another shot you don't have that much credibility Black Panther gives you so much credibility I mean it's, it's Marvel but it's also diversity yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and again, just being Marvel, like you said, just the money in that world. Totally. I mean, I can't tell you how many A-list stars I know who are dying to get into the super, dying to put on a cape. Of course, oh, of course. Or at yeah, least that's... now the new thing is not do be a superhero without a cape, but yeah, because I think that's the new way. But dying who, to who are dying to wear a funny hat in front of a green screen for about three minutes to be featured in a movie for <laughs> for, for one scene yeah. and get paid ten million dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so John G. Avildsen, uh, obviously very famous for this film. I wonder if there are any other directors ever that have two iconic sports movies in different genres. Like franchise. I mean, he's got, because he's got The Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, and Rocky. Yeah, just, um, I mean, just the first in both franchises. That's two of the ten most famous sports movies ever made. I mean, you got Gavin with Miracle and Warrior. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. You I'll take it. Miracle's one of your favorites, isn't one it? One of my favorites. It's so good. It's Russell just crushing it. That speech, man. Yeah. Uh, great moments. Great, great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, all right, let's get, let's continue moving through. Uh, all right, guys. So, we are going to get a little bit into critical and box office. Drew, take <clears throat> us away. Yeah. So this is uh, we were talking about this. United Artists produces film. It only cost one point one million dollars with their budget. That's their budgeting and their marketing budget. It was released in November twenty uh, first of nineteen seventy six, which makes sense is why this is such a big Christmas movie for so many people. I yeah. don't know about you guys, but I was watching it with my family. Uh, so domestically, it grossed 117 million. Worldwide, it grossed an additional 107 million for a grand total of 225 million dollars off of a one million dollar movie. At the time, it had broken records for you know coming back with like 1500 percent returns. It made on... the most money in 1976. It was the highest grossing film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, 225 worldwide in 76 is that's like. For a movie that costs a million dollars. This is where you're the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Winkler and Charter. Who, by the way. Uh, did a lot of work on the script. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know so that. the script was very raw, and they put a t- a lot of people had a hand in that. I, I was going to say, I, I would have to imagine a lot of people had to dip their fingers into helping him out. Not that he's not a great writer, but you can't write a script this good no. in three days. No, you just can't just do it. That everything came together. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Kev. So uh, what about a year ago? I, I got to spend a little time around Sly at a thing that you hosted, and right. it was unbelievable. It was incredible to just just to hear him tell stories. But you've gotten to meet him now a handful of times and, and spend a little time with him. Yeah. And become friends with him like every Christmas. Yeah. And, yeah, it's cool. So this being your favorite film of all time. Yeah. How did you like when you first met him? Did you have to like? Restrain yourself a little to not <laughs> no, just, be like, just went right. Tell in. me about Rocky right now, please. No, I just went right in. <laughs> really? Well, I start with Rocky Balboa. Yeah, okay. Because I admire that one's my favorite of all of them because it 
it lived up to Rocky behind the scenes. Okay. As much as Rocky lived up to Rocky in the underdog story. So that we, Balboa comes out um, against Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, six, Julia right? Roberts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Oprah. Okay. So you're going against, at that time, the, 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 the queen yeah. of cinema and Julia Roberts and the queen of the world and Oprah. Yeah. And here it comes Rocky Balboa. Okay, what's the premise? A 60-year-old guy yeah. fights for the title? <laughs> right. Uh, come on, buddy. Really? Like, in, we, last time we saw the Rocky Five, it was terrible. You, 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 you've you been laughed at by everybody. Are you really doing this? 16 years later. Yeah. yeah. And he does it. It's successful. It makes money. Critics love it. And he, he's number one that weekend. He beats Eat, Pray, Love. And so to me, that's my favorite. So I went and kind of brought that, broke that down for him. He grows a ninth and tenth ab on each shoulder for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he was, so anyway, that kind of, we connected there because I think he was kind of like, you get it. That's cool. Right. And he's like, you know what? It's my favorite one too. Really? Yeah. That's so crazy. I yeah. need to go watch Because he knew, because he today. knew everything was against him. Right. You know what I mean? When you're yeah. 29, good looking guy, you're strapping. That was one thing. But then after his full journey, you know, and think, tell Maria, movies. I tell my wife today, the mid 90s, because we were doing this show, but in the mid 90s, you know, he really, yeah, hard time. Yeah. Absolutely. And then started becoming the butt end of the joke. Yeah. You know, him. And then uh, after Rocky Balboa, it was like, oh, well, wait, whoa, we forgot about Sly. We I guess. about the, this guy. Because then I, I think he must make, he must make Rambo in 08, two years later, and then I think he starts making yeah. Expendables movies. And then right he's, he's all in. Well, what's and great? then when he makes, I'm sorry, when he makes yeah. Rocky Balboa, it's it's the same thing. He's got no. He, I mean, he's got his own money. Yeah. But he put his own money in, and then he took no salary on it. And I know, like, he wanted Mister T to be a commentator. Yeah. And Mister T's like, "Yep, I need a million, like five hundred thousand dollars." It's like yeah. it's just for two hours. Right. Like it's not. And then the other uh, fighter. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm sorry, I remember Brain Can't Freeze. His, name out of it, yeah. his management said at the last minute, "Yeah, I think we need like right before, day before shooting. I think we need a lot more." You know, I mean, just everything against him. Crazy. And so, anyway, so for him, that's why. Because at that point in his career, he's making, like, Get Carter, the remake, and stuff like that. Like, he wasn't... Well, this is what's so interesting, is that, like, you go and you watch Creed now, you watch Rocky, you think about the things that he's written, and, like, his great dramatic moments. It makes no sense as to why he fell so far from grace in the 90s. Like, those movies, obviously, the movies weren't good, and he kept picking a lot of bad movies. But the thing is, is that... Stallone's actually a much better dramatic actor than anyone gives him credit for until yeah. until like the last couple of years when he gets nominated and people are like, oh yeah, remember that guy well, that got great, nominated before? Great and- artist and storyteller. He's a great painter. You see his paintings, they're magnificent, but he's a great storyteller. And yeah, and I think he just made some poor choices. Yeah. And also, he just he wasn't focused. Well, and he we, admits that. We, he, you we, know, he, he said, and I'll let you finish, yeah, but he, this is important. I think he said, you know, it once it became about I'm not getting out of my trailer until the other stars out of their trailer. You can only shoot this side of my face. Right. He said, once it became about that, once it got away from doing our makeup and getting dressed in the back of a pickup, yeah. he's like, that was when it was over for me. Yeah. <laughs> we laugh a lot because, you know, the comparisons happen endlessly. Yes, Schwarzenegger Stallone, right? That's like a thing in the 80s. Everybody oh, knows. yeah, yeah. But what's funny about that is a Schwarzenegger from a very early like part of his career kind of got that like he was very I'm, happy being one thing see I'm going to be this action star who's super jacked the thing is I'm going to be known for my body and my one liners and that's going to be my whole career yep. you know even if even the Terminator movies which are great it's not like he has a lot of lines he just has to like be a robot whereas Stallone was very famous for being an action star and a, and a, and a fighter but he was like I want to make rhinestone yeah. he's like you know I want to make Music. Well, he's, a, he's an artist, he's a storyteller. Exactly. Yeah. He, he take he would take way more chances and try try yeah. different stuff out. He's like, oh, Demolition Man, that's a weird, interesting movie. I want to make that. 
And that kind of sometimes it worked for him. Sometimes it bit him in the ass. Right. And that's I think why but ultimately I, I think he's he that's why he has the bigger career. Well, he's regarded as obviously a legitimate actor. Schwarzenegger never yeah, was. Right. Yeah, he was just regarded as Arnold. Yeah, I mean, I watching watching Creed again, and, and guys, you maybe getting a sense of the film we're covering next week. But yeah. uh, watching Creed, I was like again in tears watching him. He's so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. both of them are Dude, amazing. Love them. That oh. scene where he goes the, to the, uh, the cemetery. He's like, hey, you know, he drops off the bottle on the rose. What's new in the world today? Getting up those yeah, stairs a little harder than it used to be. Why is that? And you're just like, I was just watching. I was like, oh, this is my hero. Yeah. He's so sad. Just like watching him get older, yep. watching life pass by. Yeah. Uh, so critically, this movie got an 8.1 on IMDb. It is ranked as the 218th greatest movie of all, uh, of all time on IMDb, which I, I think it's really important that Rocky 1 is in there. I, I can't remember if Creed is or not, but it's very important that Rocky 1 is. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's got a 93% by all critics, an 80% by top, and a 69% by the audience, which is surprisingly low for me. I'm not really sure why the audience would rate, rate it below a 7. Yeah, it's weird, and I would even... Yeah, right? Like, it doesn't even, even make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it doesn't follow no, any sort stop. of formula or algorithm yeah, no, or any sort of it. pattern. Yeah, everything should be nines at the least. I mean, yes. maybe by the time the audience was even ranking this on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie had aged so much people were just being maybe. cynical about it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the thing is, this, there's some campy elements to this movie because of how low, low budget it right. is. But when you watch it again, you're like, okay, it's 42 years later, like... I'm okay admitting that this part's like not the best. Right, what's part. the campy part? I'm curious. I want to hear uh, some some of the music like it, at certain parts like starts to be like this is this is like pretty outdated. It feels like a little hokey. Hmm. Um, there, there's moments of the uh, as much as I really enjoy Polly and Rock. There's some moments that seem like a bit redundant between them, like just kind of going at it with one another. But I don't know if that really. I don't think it's enough to take yeah, exactly. it below a seven. Not not None enough for is, me to give it anything other than an A plus. Well, and review. remember, this is like trying to play devil's advocate for people that sure. are not appreciating greatness. No, and filmmaking wise, because everyone knows has attention span. Yeah, that, yeah. that would have been edited out. Yeah, right. Yeah, stuff, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So uh, and speaking of editing, it won best editor, director, and picture. So yeah, this movie is fantastic. And I mentioned this over the trailer, but I, I was fascinated to find that this film was nominated for best actor, best actress. And two Best Supporting Actor Oscars. This film was nominated for four acting was Oscars. Was it Mickey and Polly? Yeah. 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 All, yeah. all of them. Uh, that's pretty wild. I mean, that's like a pretty... Uh, you don't get a lot of movies that get so that. I, so I, I was alive when this came out. And yeah. I was a little kid. But uh, I, it took the country. Yeah. yeah. This took the country by storm. And then the next year was Star Wars. Yeah. But so this crazy. was the... It was really just... It was... It was a phenomenon. The brutal, the brutal nature of the Oscars in 1976, where this movie came out and went up against another film that was just chocked full of acting performances, which is a movie called Network. Yeah. Mm. Peter Finch wins Best Actor over Stallone. Faye Dunaway wins Best Actress over Talia Shire. Even uh, even Best Actress went to Beatrice Strait for uh, but, you know. But it's kind of he's thrown that message out. I told him this too, Sly. Yeah. You've thrown this message out to the universe, and if you believe in the secret and things like that, I'm yeah. like. You're always the guy that's gonna come close and hang in and overcome all the odds, but just hang in and and be standing at the end of the fight. Still, right? You know, but not It's not about your win. I go, and I think yeah. it's your blessing and your curse. Right. Well, I said, even with the Globe, you know, with the Golden Globes and the with the, Rylance, with the right? Oscars, I said yeah. to him, I go, I think that's, but that's your story. I looking back on it again, that's a hard one. It is because Rylance is so good in that movie, but and it, so is Hardy, and and that's Hardy yeah. was. I mean, that was a great. That was a tough. What year was the movie? Tom Hardy and The Revenant, and Mark Rylance and Bridge of Spies mm. were the two front runners like, alongside him. Ah. 
Yeah, it's that's hard. a tough one. That's, that's a hard one. I, I love all three of them. All right, yeah. guys, we're going to move into the next bit of the show. This is going to be favorite line, your <sighs> favorite line in the film. This movie has some really good lines. Yeah, there's man. some great ones. I have. I, I'm going to hop in first because I got a real one. And I got, oh gosh, there's a few of them. There's, I got a, there's like three of them. There's like the first one that happens right off the bat, which is like Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. Sounds like a goddamn monster movie. I was like, I was, I was like yes. I was like, yes, it does. Um, and then I had the, uh, I love when Adrian goes, why do you want to fight? He's like, because yeah. eh, I can't sing or dance. Hey. Yeah. I don't know why I love that line, but it's just like, there's something about their their relationship it's charming it's so charming Beautiful. it's so clunky it's and yeah. awkward yep. and it's just it's almost like he almost gets a little creepy sometimes but yeah. then you're like dude that's if you if you are so in love with someone yeah. like you just gotta be around Fixated. him you don't know why you know and there's moments in, like in the notebook he's like I don't know why but I just I gotta be around you you know yeah. they, there's lines like that in movies that they just hit you home and that that line I love it because it's just like it's just stupid and it's sweet and I think about Stallone writing it and I think about them doing it on set Yeah. and then watching it and you're just like god I love you guys Yeah. I, I don't know why but that that was my favorite line in the whole movie watching that it just it just hit home with me and I felt like just super just loved it yeah what do you got yeah. Kev I can't beat him I can't beat him. I can't beat him. I can't beat him, yeah. You know, yeah. you go through this whole journey. He trains right, just to sit in his bed. And he sits up. He's staring out into space. Yeah. And he's like, I can't beat him. And she's so great. Like, And I love her going, instead of being like, no, what, you know, you can beat him. She's like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And then that's when he says, you know, I want to, I just, I want to, when that bell's ringing. Yeah. That bell rings. I want to be the, I still want to be standing. No one's ever gone the distance with Creed. And I don't want to, I just don't want to look like another bum from the neighborhood. Yeah. And it basically, in that scene, it basically spells out the whole movie. Yeah. It's the winning is about standing when that bell rings. That's all it's about. Yeah. It's not about yeah, a winning great, the title. Great moment realization. So, and, and, uh, Again, because I look at this movie like it's it's like such a religion. But haven't you had those moments, you guys? Are you too young to have had those moments? Where you're like, I, what am I doing? I can't. I can't. Oh, of I course. can't win. Yeah, I can't do it. One of your favorite things that you say, Kevin, and a lot of your you know you host the seminars that you'll say is uh, half a life of showing up. You know, that's yeah, one of the things. And it's like he yeah he had to show up to the fight. He yeah. had to put in the yeah. time. He had to show up. He had to make it to the end. He wins by showing up. That's it. Yep. And that's that's cool. Uh, there's a couple for me. I really love when. That scene where uh, where Mick is there and he's like, and he's like, this, is, this is what I used to look like, and he takes out the picture. <laughs> oh, I mean, all the <laughs> and I love Stallone looks at it and he goes, looks like you take really good care of that picture. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. and you're like, um, what a great line! Such like, a good line. There's so much behind it. Yes, you're like, you're like, it looks like you you get your head up your ass about how great you used to be and you haven't let go of being the alpha dog. And it looks like you care more about that picture than you care about me and my well being. It looks like you care more about yourself. And your yes. reputation for me winning yes. this fight, then you even care about me winning this fight. Yeah. And I can tell all of it by the fact that you're carrying around that fucking picture. Just you know? to show me. Brilliant. Yeah. I love that moment. I also love, uh, this is just, and, and there's a couple lines, but I love when his, uh, his former loan shark boss gives him that money. Gazo. Yeah, Gazo. And he gives him the money, and this is another MacGuffin. I actually thought this is what you're going to say. You think the whole time, watching it again, that he's going to ask him to throw the fight somehow. Or he's going to somehow oh, try wow. to get in on the fight. You guys are so, your generation is so much more cynical. When we saw it, we never thought that. Oh, because I was we thinking. Knew the guy was, we knew the guy was in his, a thug, but he was in his corner. Okay, because I was watching. Especially when he took the cigarette out and threw it on the ground. Well, since that moment. That's right. the moment where it changes. Yeah. But oh. I love that, that he gives him the money, uh, you know, for the date with Adrian. And then he's just like, well, you music like ringside. And you're like, 
This like, guy's is like, this gonna turn? Yeah. You're like, this guy's a criminal. Experience. Go for it, Rock. Go for it. He's a thug, but he also is in Love. Rock's corner because he knows he's a good person. What it is is that he knows he didn't break the thumb, so he's like, he's always a little soft on guys because he's got a good heart. Right, this yeah. is a guy that I should back, and he's getting his shot. I just I loved it. I thought that relationship. Remember Rocky too. Another one. Another line I love in Rocky too is when Rocky he's cleaning up the ring because yeah. he's not going to go back into fighting to please Adrian. Yeah, and he's cleaning the gym and dumping spit and uh, and Gaza goes. Oh, yeah, I like points, you yeah, yeah. Mary points to the old poster of Rocky and he yeah. goes, "Remember that guy, Rock?" I have, so so to full disclosure, Rocky Two is the only one that I have never watched. Uh, really? So I watched it yesterday. Yeah, I watched it. It's oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's very good. Um, it's close to the first one, right? It's like very similar in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the first one is 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 much better. Yeah. Um, because I, in the second one, it's a lot of going back and forth with like inner demons and struggling. Whereas the first one is just like a guy trying to make it, trying to do it, trying yeah. to get there. Right. Uh, so, but it's still it's still a phenomenal movie. Um, oh, and then obviously, how do we not say Adrian? Like, yeah, it's, it's been people have made fun of it so many times, but when he yells that. At yeah. the end of the movie, my God, my heart breaks. So emotional. Yeah, it's amazing. And just the fact, everything about their relationship, like their relationship is what makes this movie. I mean, it's the, yeah. it's funny, like remember when we had uh, Ryan, Ryan Brookhart came on the show yeah. and he talked to his thesis about Cameron is, you know, James Cameron's films masquerade as sci-fi action flicks, but they're all love stories. They're all, love they're stories. all just love stories. Yep. And when you think about it, you're like, well, that's kind of true. That's what this movie watching this time made me feel like, because this is a love story more than, more than anything else. It's their relationship is so much more important in the movie. It like it's really what makes it special to me. Like I, I thought, I, I thought at the end, like the fact that it's all about that. Like she believed in him, he believed in her, and we haven't even really talked about Polly almost at all. Uh, I know. Well, so I want to hop into this question really quick from Janine LC, and she says, "This is probably the most down to earth film in the series. I love how the romance with Adrian started as awkward and clunky and clunky, but sweet, which felt more authentic and real." So which part of the film felt the most real to you guys? That's an interesting question. It actually does lead into Polly because Polly, his relationship to Polly is about as real to real life as it gets. Yeah. It's your buddy. You, he kind of doesn't believe in him all the way, but he, <clears throat> but he loves him. And he's going to kind of just keep going to bat for him. And Polly is kind of a schmuck at times, but not all the way. Right. And like... It's just even like he's like you're gonna need some help, right, Rock? With your career, <laughs> oh. just drunk, and the bat. And that scene is just heartbreaking. Oh, it's all oh my goodness! Yeah, that's brutal, you know. And you've had we've all had our good friends that have you know done the done the shit where you're just like, ah, how are we gonna get past this? Yeah, you know. But like, but they do, and they do because they're. I don't know. I love that relationship. That part that that character is pretty realistic to me. I think. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, the Polly thing. You think about. LA and entertainment and the grind here and you've seen you've seen the the best and the worst from your friends and all of that and I, I, watching their relationship is it's it's really tough to stomach sometimes but it's also just like god yeah I, I just I get it I completely get it it just I just kind of resonate everything that you just said yeah I think that and also I I do love the relationship between them because I think it's so sweet and innocent but um the realest moment the most authentic for me has got to be him and Polly yeah for sure. What do you think? No, so I agree. I love Polly in this. I love Burt Young. Yeah. He's great in Back to School as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Stallone had always said that they, they were meant to be brothers, best friends. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And you get it. You totally get 100%. it. A hundred percent. We just have a few minutes left, guys. So uh, last question here from Josh Ryan. Uh, is this the best example of the spirit of the film mirroring the process in which it came to be? Stallone is a struggling actor writing the script in a few days, refusing to sell the script without being the lead, etc. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Josh always asks great questions. Um. I don't know if I know enough about every other film's process in being made. Yeah. But when you read about... So Gladiator is one of my favorite movies of all sure, time. Yeah. And when you go back and you read about the process, yeah. 
of, of that movie being made, it is not inspiring at all. No. It is a shit show thrown together with a lot of egos and a lot of money and a lot of fuck you, I want to do this, and I'm better than you in this, and writing the script on set. And, and I get that that happens. Yeah. But, like, going and reading about it and Gladiator and, like, how much I loved it as a kid, it kind of took away a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Maybe The Wrestler is the movie that I can think of that feels as close to that. Because Rourke's return. Because Rourke basically rewrote a lot of the stuff in the script to mirror his own life. Um, but when I think off the top of my head, I can't imagine one that is, like, this close to, to like, home as the, as the journey as the actor and as the journey as the actual person. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, we are a little short on time. We were going to have a conversation about recast, so we'll just do a quick, quick speed round on it. Uh, it's weird to try to think about recasting this movie with modern-day actors because it feels like all the good sports movies that I've seen, they just do... I'm just pulling from those movies. Like, I have Rourke as Mickey. I have Michael B. Oh, Jordan as Apollo, and yeah. I wanted to put Edgerton as Rocky, and then I was doing it, so I was like, it's because they've just done it already, and yeah. they're so good at <laughs> Literally, it. Literally, I was like, know? Hardy or Edgerton in my mind, I was like, yeah. it's because Warrior's like my favorite movie. How can I pick somebody and else? And it's like, you can't put someone else in Apollo Creed's shoes when they are shooting Creed 2 right now with Michael B. Jordan in it, and he's very good. Yeah, exactly. Right. You need, it's tough because, as I was saying to you guys earlier, you're, it's Stallone was so raw. Yeah. yeah. At, when he was a young guy, he was, you know, it, it's like, even actors today... You know, Andrew and you know other actors that are out there today are just ripped and in great shape, and you know what I mean. The hair's perfect, and you know, right? This, this guy was smoking cigarettes that he really did in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like he probably like lifted dumbbells and things like that, but yeah. it wasn't. So today would be so hard, I think. You'd have to get an unknown, basically, or you know who I was thinking, and this is just a deep cut, but but an unknown who also is not like where do you find a good-looking unknown that's not. Owning his body, yeah. his looks, and when um when Channing Tatum did a guy recognizing your saints and fighting before he was a brand, like mm. when he was just coming up, like, I love his work. Like step yeah, up, I love Channing. Like around that time, like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, he could have done this. He had enough of that. Like didn't really say much. Kind of talk. But was about, his like, body this. loose? Or uh, he, he was super jacked. But I mean, he yeah, he's also saying so. It's still like you know, like he could have done it though because he's a guy that gets he gets out of shape real fast. Yeah, he get. Okay. He get I've seen him put on weight real quick. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he. I think he could have been a guy that could have could have pulled it off. But, but I don't think he would have gotten out of shape for a lead role. For a lead role, yeah. It's a you know difference. what I mean? So I'm just saying, it's like Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, like in the first one, like that kind of guy. Yeah, would be sweet. But he's. It's hard to even think about what Chris Evans was ten years ago. It's you a, know, it's a very difficult concept. And even Chris is a you know really good looking kid. Yeah. He yeah. was he's absolutely good looking man. Now, oh yeah. But good. So I, I it's tough. It's almost impossible to really think about recasting these characters because as we said, I mean Creed exists right now as a franchise, so you have. A lot of comp characters, and like I think it's a testament to what I what I said with my thesis that this was the archetypal movie for what became the sports genre. Most of the recast choices I can think of just are based on other sports movies that yeah. are inspired by this movie anyway. Right? You know, that's that is what it is. So, um, all right, guys, we are going to plug one last thing quickly before we get to our sign off, and that is Patreon.com/slash/TeamAction. <laughs> guys, you may know us from the Schmodown, you may know us from AMA. Every single week, Drew and I are recording additional content. In front of a giant mural of Nicolas Cage, we have... It's fantastic. We, we do top five lists submitted by the Action Army. We do uh, post-Schmodown interviews. Uh, we riff on stuff. Uh, basically, guys, if you go to patreon.com slash teamaction, you will get additional content every single week. Um, that's the way to do it. So Yeah, and if we get to our $500 goal, we're going to start doing two videos a month. Two videos, two a, videos month. a week, excuse me. Yes. So which, is, which is a lot. Yeah, so we're thank excited. you to every single person who uh, supports us doing that and has been a fan of both shows for a very long time. Um, all right, guys, there are three action movie categories. Totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, 
and ridiculously legitimate. And I think without delving into exactly what those categories mean, I think Kev can probably pretty much off. guess. Yeah, uh, they're all fantastic. It's pretty impossible to call this movie anything other than totally legitimate for me. I, it would have to have gone over the edge of campy to even get to the middle, and it just doesn't. And it's not even that campy. No, it's not. It's just it's just old. Yeah. Durr. I think, this, I think this movie's pretty pretty fantastic, and I think very easily totally legit. I mean, the fact that it got all of us... To, I mean, I don't know if you teared up because you've seen it so many times. No, I just teared up an hour ago. Yeah, it. right? Like, yeah. You know, a movie that is not legitimate cannot make you cry at its pinnacle moment when it's succeeding in every way. You yeah. know what I mean? It's totally. doing everything it wants to. I just side note, because like, I didn't say it on the show. I just remember... like. So one of my friends when I was a kid showing me the cut the eye scene. Oh, I remember yeah. seeing oh, yeah. it when I was like ten. Gnarly. Like he cuts his eye because his eye is so swollen he has to cut it. The, <laughs> the pus comes, comes out. You're like, oh god, yeah. come on! I don't want to be a boxer. Be <laughs> <laughs> so all right, guys, that's like we're all pretty much in agreement. There's only one last thing left to do on the show, and that is called the, the pitch. Uh, all right, guys, we have a show coming up next week. I am out of town, so we will be pre-taping an episode covering, you guessed it, Creed, uh, the last film to be released in this franchise. Technically not the same franchise, but it's the same franchise. Yeah, I mean, we figured with the second trailer coming out, or the trailer for the second film coming out, um, why not revisit one of the best franchises of all time? Maybe we'll rank our definitive ranking. Of all the Rockies? Of all of them. Yeah, that's a good plan. I... uh, it's just another underdog film. What can we say? I mean, uh, Drew's taking on the greatest of all time in Schmodown, so Collider Collision is this weekend. We just decided to, yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that yep. uh, he can, you know, he can go to the final round. That's all we're hoping I just for. Want to go to the that's final it. round? Just no one's ever gone toe to toe. No, yeah, never. <laughs> so, uh, all right, guys, that's gonna wrap us up. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Action Movie Down. But one more time, guys, where can the folks find you if they want to follow along with your exploits? Oh, uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy. At Undergaro. And you guys can find me at Ben Baby Media. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.